0: Your Listening Choices 24 7 podcast, where we share ideas about life and entrepreneurship, teaching you the best proven tips and tools that'll take you from where you are to where you want to be in business and your life. I'm your host, Siva Bergman, mindset trainer, action coach, and business strategist. insiders and welcome to our podcast today's guest is Donna Mold founder of the resilience movement that is about finding yourself again and developing resilience to bounce back from adversity and the author of book Resilience Beyond Contemplations that is about to be published this year guys you know that i'm all about real life real people and real stories and i was so glad to see that donna was eager to share not only her knowledge regarding the ways we can develop our resilience but also her stories so i will not make you wait any longer let's bring on donna welcome to choices 24 7 show It's a great joy to have you here. I know that you have a crazy schedule and that our listeners are excited to learn from you. And when you told me that you want to talk about resilience as an entrepreneur, well, my excitement skyrocket. Donna, during the last decade, I worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and freelancers Only last year I trained over 20,000 people and still this day I discover that people don't know what is resilience. Care to shed some light on the subject?
1: Yeah, absolutely and thank you so much for having me on. I feel really, really blessed. So, what is resilience? You know, If you kind of liken it to a bouncing ball, a ball bounces back off a wall and is quite resilient in its way. It doesn't change its shape or if it does it slightly, but it bounces back. And so resilience for us is about bouncing back from adversity and being able to uh, still cope with life, learn about things. But also it's how we develop tools and strategies that work for us everybody is individual so your resilience i call it a tool bag um you know like a a plumber or an electrician has a tool bag we all especially as entrepreneurs need a tool bag of what can we use what resources to help us become more resilient because we're going to have times of adversity especially in business and life
0: i thought it's going to be all honey Our listeners are in different stages of development with their businesses, many of them being in the startup phase. Others can be in a plateau, scaling up, or they're just thinking to become entrepreneurs. When we speak about resilience as an entrepreneur, in what phase do you think that entrepreneurs are most, let's say, surprised by the events?
1: I think... Look, I think you can be surprised at any stage, but particularly when you start out as an entrepreneur, I don't know about you, but I, you know, you have this big vision. I'm the, you know, the the visionary and, and you know, the reality is um, you can have the biggest dream that you like, but you're going to be hit with different challenges at times because, we all get curveballs. I mean, just take a look at last year. So, if you're starting out as an entrepreneur, um, it's great that you have, you know, that that big vision, that dream. But you have to also have that sense of reality of it's not going to be easy. Anyone who tells you entrepreneurship is easy is really not telling you the truth. Um, it's amazing, and and I wouldn't swap it for the world but it's not an easy road. It's not easy money. It's not, you know, but it's an amazing journey that teaches you so much more than you'll ever learn if you're in a, you know, a nine to five job, for example. So, but also if you've had, you could have had a really good run, you could be a seasoned entrepreneur. However, when something goes wrong, and it could be that you're in business with someone and it didn't work out, or it could be that the environment that you work in had a significant change. Do you want me to give you an example of this? Absolutely. Sure. Go ahead. So I had been running my training organization for probably about five years, and we had access to government funding so that we could help people who were long-term unemployed get training because people who, um, you know, in Australia, people who are on unemployment benefits, for example, can access training. But the government funding changed all the time. And we had had this consistent five years of government funding and all of a sudden the rules changed and the way they were allocating money completely changed. And it's not that we did anything wrong, it's that a change happened that then impacted us. So I had to be very, very resilient in the way I go, okay, well, this has changed. What am I going to do? And to be resilient means that you can think outside the box and you can go, all right, well, we've kind of been hit here. We, we've taken a hit. What are we going to do now? And it's really about how you look at the situation. Am I defeated or am I just going to find another way? And for me, I think as an entrepreneur, you have to have the attitude of there is always a way. I just need to find it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Actually, if we come to think of it, to to think about entrepreneurship, always uh, there's a constant changing around and uh, we have to be prepared for that. Mm, 2020, yeah. 2020 was the perfect example for this don't you
1: think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was. um, Can I tell you a story about when I started out in this particular business?
0: Let's hear it.
1: So I was, um, I came to a place called Canberra in Australia with my husband and we started this business together and we had an absolute clear-cut plan of how we were doing things. He was going to do this part. I was going to do this part. This is where our skill sets were. Um, we were husband and wife. We we spent eight months setting everything up. We had, um, had a grand opening for this business. And even the news Um, reporters turned up for our grand opening and we had someone come and cut the ribbon and you know and it was a dream come true you know and to have that free publicity we thought oh my gosh this is just fantastic we're on channel 7 news and everything was going great but my husband wasn't okay and he wasn't as excited as I was and so you can imagine we've invested nearly a hundred thousand dollars just sitting up computer equipment, all of that stuff, everything, like it was just a dream come true for me. And nine weeks after we opened, um, he packed his car up and left and left also with the bank account. So it your, wasn't his your dream. husband? Yeah, my husband. With half an hour's notice, wow. he packed up his car and off he went. And so I'm sitting in this brand-new business and we still had a few months to go before I could do what I needed to do to earn money, income coming into the business, and he was actually supposed to be doing his side of the business, which would bring revenue in, um, but he was gone, and so was the bank account. So you can imagine I, I'm nine weeks into this brand new business, and um, so, but I'm a determined person. I'm I'm extremely resilient and. Um, I decided that, well, this was still my dream and I wasn't going to quit. I'm Quitting is not an option for me. And so I kept pushing, pushing and had to try and figure out how we were going to get revenue in. And um, I was introduced to this man and this man, and, and this was about, you know, six months later, I'd been just doing what I could do. And about six months later, when I was introduced to this gentleman who was an angel investor, And for your listeners who don't understand what that is, that's someone who can invest into your business, but they don't really want anything to do with it. They'll invest money um, and you'll pay them back at a certain interest rate. And I went and met with this man and I took him my business plan. I had a solid business portfolio. Um, You can imagine at this time, I am broke. I have not gotten enough revenue into the business. And I sat down with him and he said, Donna, I can see you've got a great business plan. Happy to loan you here. I'm going to loan you $25,000. He said, but you're going to have to agree to an interest rate. And I said, I understand. He said, the interest rate is 1%. And I went, oh my goodness. You know, he was abs- He was just such a, a old school entrepreneur, was done on a handshake. He said, come back. On- this was on the Friday. He said, come back on the Monday and I will write you a cheque. So you can imagine this was the first weekend I felt like I could breathe. And um, I celebrated on the weekend and on Monday morning, I rang to ask what time I could come out and collect the cheque. And they said, look, we're really sorry to tell you, but he actually died over the weekend in a plane crash. Oh my God. Wow. And and you can't make this stuff up.
0: No. <laughs> no, no way,
1: no way. So, so I was back to the drawing board and had to then, you know, again, find another way. And I did. And so that was in 2008. And here I am in, you know, 2021. And, and the business went on for 13 years. I, I always say that
0: uh, the problem is unique. It's just one problem. But the solutions are many. We just yeah. have to figure it out. Yes,
1: there so is let, always a way.
0: Yeah, always, always. You just have to ask the right questions, and the the right answers will will come. What do yeah. you think are the key components of resilience? And I'm going to be more specific than that because the general definition is that resilience is the ability to be and stay strong during rough times. And mm. I think that there's more to it than just say strong. What's your opinion mm. on that?
1: Yeah, look, resilience is really also about your mindset and the things that you do, right? Because you can, you know, you, we can stay strong and we can stay stoic, and everybody in our external world can look at us and go, "She's doing just fine," or "He's doing just fine," right? We're you know, our our game face wherever we are. If we're networking, if we're out there talking to people, if we're with clients, you know, our game face is on. But you know, the real core to resilience is how what you are doing up here in your mind. And also, you know, you think about a holistic viewpoint, right? Yeah. Um, if you're struggling and you are going through really tough times, you need to take the best care of yourself. You need to protect your mindset from all the other rubbish that's out there because you don't want to be weighed down with all of that. So thinking about, you know, um if you're having a really tough time, going home every night, having a few wines or having a few beers is not going to serve you. If you um, are hanging around people who don't support you um, and and just go, oh, this must be really hard for you or why don't you just quit? Um, you know, we've all got those dream stealers in our life that aren't lifting us up. They're actually saying it's okay to quit, you know. Yeah. So, so it's really about... Um, the story you're telling yourself so if the story is continuous in your head about this is hard i can't do this i'm never going to get through this then that's exactly what is going to happen to you i actually have a rock when i have hard times and um i have this rock and this rock says thoughts become things yeah now i took i walked this rock across spain because i wanted to remind myself that if I think I can, I can. If I think I can't, I can't. I think Henry Ford said yep. that, um, you know, but it, it really is about protecting your mindset and also doing things that support the outcome that you want, right? So so we still have to do that whether we feel strong or not, right? Right, right.
0: Uh, we saw what 2020 has got in store for us. What has made you more resilient this past year?
1: Uh, Again, it really does come back to my mindset. You know, 2020 for me, I lost all my face-to-face training work early on in the year, right? So for me, if, if I go and deliver training, uh, and I'm doing a day here or half a day there, my rate is quite substantial. I don't need to work seven days a week to earn good money because I'm a quality trainer and I've really worked hard to get the skill set that I have. But when all of the face-to-face training was cancelled, um, that kind of meant, wow, um, all of my income for the year is now gone. What am I going to do? And at the end of the day, you have to understand what you have control over, what you can influence and the rest of it, what you can't influence, you've got to let it go. So I couldn't change the fact that training was gone, but what I could do is go, okay, now it's time to write my book. Now it's time to really enhance my podcast and get my podcasts out there. Now it's time to breathe and slow down. So, you know, 2020 gave everybody an opportunity to think about what they could influence instead of what they couldn't influence. Now, for many people, they were sitting around watching the news and and looking at all of the the disasters that were happening. I mean, right here in where where I am, we had massive fires like fires devastated Australia. We had um, hailstorms, we had COVID, you know, we had all these things, but these are all external events that I have no control over, right? The only thing I have control over, what I can influence is my own environment. Now I can go and contribute and help people. I can, you know, I, I can be a support mechanism. Um, but I can't change the fact that the fires are there. I can't change COVID. I can't change the fact that I'm not training at the moment. I mean, I did some Zoom training and that that was, you know, great because people needed that. Um, in fact, 2020, I don't think I've ever done so many Zoom calls in my life, you know, because I stayed connected with people. You know, so, so what could I influence in 2020 was what, you know, I, I then went, this is what I can do. And also, every year I have a word that guides me. So in 2019, my word was trust. And every time I came up against something, I just reminded myself that I need to trust and just trust everything is always going to be okay. I still have to take action. I don't want people to think you put something out into the universe and it's going to happen for you. No, you can trust, but you still have to take action and my word last year um my word last year was intuition so i had to use my intuition all year when i thought you know i was going to do something what was my intuition telling me it was telling me okay you need to make sure you've got plan a b c d and and whatever other letter in the alphabet you know and that's what i and that's what i then followed and so last year was one of the best years of my life. You know, and people say, how can you do that? How can you think that when you lost, like I lost a substantial amount of money? Because money money isn't everything. You know, to, to be able to have that creativity time, to be able to have that downtime and that time to breathe and time to go, what do I really want to do? You know, people are starting to think about what they really want to do. I tell you what, when they get the statistics in a few years of how many entrepreneurs came from COVID as well as babies, um, (laughs) the statistics are going to be high, you know, because many people have gone, many people lost jobs, so therefore they went, you know what, I'm going to go into my own business. So many people went into an online business. So it's really about when you think of resilience, it's, This is a situation that is bad for me. I feel it's bad. What can I do with that? I can sit in that, which is really not a nice place to sit, or I can go, right, what can I do? What can I influence? Yeah, And that's what I did. Write
0: your own story. Yeah. Yeah. Powerful. That's powerful. Thanks for sharing this with us. Is it uh, resilience something that we're born with? or can we build resilience and self-efficacy can we teach ourselves to be more resilient
1: i think so and i and i don't know like you know the scientists might say that we're all born resilient i mean babies are pretty resilient creatures you know we're as babies we are a resilient creature you know we we cry when we need something um when we have you know and and i could possibly be criticised for what I'm about to say, but the generation, the young people today don't have enough resilience. And and unfortunately, um, uh, us as parents are kind of responsible for that. You know, we, we wanted to protect and nurture our children and we didn't want them to go through tough times like we had to go through, right? So we protected them. But what they haven't learned is enough resilience to bounce back. You know and if we look at social media my personal opinion i'm on social media i don't experience you know trolls i'm obviously not important enough to to experience negativity on social media which is a good thing but i also know this people behind a keyboard can write whatever they like they can be as mean as they like they can be as nice as they like right and there's no consequences for saying anything that's nasty and i and i've seen people who are, who have experienced that and it's devastating but here's what i know i am so resilient that i know i have a choice to whether i read it or i don't read it i can hit delete at any time i can block a person who's being nasty to me because i don't want that in my experience i have that choice wow. right so i think that you know, we at times need to build resilience. You know, someone going through, um, I I had a very dear friend who went through a divorce after being married for um, 39 years. And she was blind, she said she was blindsided. She didn't even know it was coming. And she had this, marriage that she stayed at home and looked after the house and the kids and and didn't need to go and build her skills and all of a sudden her husband leaves she's got no skill set she's devastated um, and has to build resilience because she has to go forward right what's the alternative to going forward you know you stay stuck you give up on life you you know there's all these alternatives So she never had to build this kind of resilience before in her life because there was never a need to. She had the safety of her home and her family and her husband. And all of a sudden, all of that safety is gone. So therefore, she then had to find what's going to work for her. And luckily, and this is how we actually came to know each other because she came to my organisation going, what do I do? I, I'm in my late 50s. How, how do I do this? Where do I start? I'm too old to learn new skills. And, you know, and we taught her that she wasn't, you know, and she went on to, you know, getting skilled, finding a job. So I think that we become resilient when we're backed into a corner or we have a choice to, to become resilient or to, to quit, to give up. Um, but it's really about going i don't know what to do and asking someone for help you know how do i do this and and that's part of what you know we we try to do that on on one of our podcasts where we talk about resilience and and how you can build those tools and what does it mean to calm the brain from all of these negative stories what does it mean to be kind to yourself to build self-love, to build self-worth, to build self-trust and self-belief, you know, what does that mean? And that helps you build resilience. And you need all those things. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you still need all of those things, especially self-belief. I'm an NLP
0: trainer for over a decade already. And uh, uh, when I took my first certification with Dr. Richard Bandler, the co-founder of NLP, the first phrase that he told us was the people are poor because they're poor in their behavior. So basically what you're Mm. telling me is that resilience is another tool because you said that in the beginning that can Mm. be learned by ourselves. We can learn by ourselves or we can ask for help do you think Mm. um, men let's 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 throw some controversy here a little bit (laughs) do you think men are more resilient than women or vice versa
1: i you know i love men so i don't want this to sound bad but i think there's a different type of resilience i mean i i can't speak for everyone but i do know what my experience has been and And um, anytime anyone mentions NLP, I get excited because uh, I, you know, I have been studying NLP and practicing NLP since uh, 2001. So 19 years ago, I discovered it, which is a very interesting story. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. Very powerful. Um, And your listeners will really understand the power of this when I share that story. But let me get back to uh, are men more resilient than women? I think human beings can be more resilient or less resilient than than others and it depends and i think that we're in a really exciting place where men are asking for help more than they ever did men are having more conversations around vulnerability and, you know, learning different strategies, whereas it was, you know, men went to work and they just did what they needed to do. And they might, you know, if, if times were really tough, they might come home and have a few beers and fall apart. I'm not saying all men, I'm saying in my experience. And, and I think that because more men are prepared to talk about it and especially around mental health, you know, um, I get really excited about people talking about mental health because there's so much out there now that means people don't have to suffer in silence. And I think us women had the advantage where we would all sit around and, you know, have a cup of tea and talk to our girlfriends about different stuff. Men didn't do that even when they were at the pub, so to speak, or if they were at a barbecue, they didn't actually talk about that real core stuff that that us women openly talk about. You know, so we kind of had that advantage, but I think men had a different way to deal with stuff and they would go to work and just get, I call it, just get shit done, if I'm allowed to say that.
0: Yes, you're allowed. Um, <laughs>
1: um, so, and, you know, I've got a number of um, male clients and, and in particular the male clients I have are the men who are married to strong women and these strong women in my experience of these clients, emasculated them. They made all the decisions and and these men just went to work and provided and came home and were just told what to do. They have now come out of these relationships, whether it be because she ended it or there was uh, um, infidelity or whatever there might be or a breakdown of some kind, and they don't know what to do. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know how to talk about their feelings and they don't know how to be vulnerable because that was never allowed. And, you know, in most cases with my male clients, dad said, boys don't cry, men yeah. don't cry, you know, and that's not true. So I work with these clients to say, hey, it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to say you're not okay and what can you do about that? So let's use some strategies to, to help build that up. So so I think that's a hard question and and i think there's all different facets of that question so absolutely
0: you know this show choices 24/7 it's all about real life with real people what is a great story of resilience from your own life experiences and how's that impacted your success or your life or your profession
1: mm. I could tell you many stories um because you know I, I've you know at 51 I've got a lot of life experience and um but one of the things that impacted me the most and this was in 2017 but this actually started probably about um 10 years before that. So my son is 31 now and so when he was 16 um all the way up to now. He uh, discovered drugs when he was in high school and that has continued. We've had that battle with drug addiction where I've supported him. Um, and, and you know, he's, he's actually, he's not a bad person. He just makes bad decisions. And in 2017, um, I was pretty burnt out in the business because I didn't, have the same understanding now of self-care that I do, you know, it was always take care of everyone else and you'll be right. Um, I certainly don't do that anymore. But um, my son was, um, so from about May 2017 till November, every day I was in what we would call fight and flight, where every day I was waiting for that call that my son was going to be dead from overdose. And so I stayed in that stressor every day for that many months from May through to November. And in November, he was actually arrested and um, incarcerated for the first time in his life. And that just shook me. I, I, I didn't know how to cope with that. I, you know, I had all these tools, I, you know, coach people, I train people, I, you know, and I could go through this and then walk into my training room and deliver, you know, a training course, because I can compartmentalize quite well. But this was different to where I was so, um, so what happens when you're in fight and flight all the time is the cortisol levels in your brain are depleted, and you feel like you're in this fog. It's like someone who's in a deep depression would, might experience the same thing or similar. So I actually took myself to a therapist and this therapist was a saviour. And it wasn't about talking like we talked, but he actually did some EMDR therapy on me, which is rapid eye movement therapy. And they're doing EMDR therapy with soldiers who are suffering from PTSD so it was quite a traumatic event to me and um, I had about six sessions of this so with that support and what I normally do which is eating well, exercising, making sure I sleep well and meditation, um, I was able to come out of that relatively quickly to be able to then cope with the the actual you know, facts of what was really happening. And that was that my son was incarcerated and, and, um, a- and I'll tell you how I know that this all worked. What I do works is that in um, December, in December 2019, my son was incarcerated again, and he is still in jail, but I didn't fall apart. I knew okay, this is what we need to do. And, you know, I had to go through all those stages of this is my son. Was this my fault? What did I do if I didn't get divorced? Would this have happened? And you have all of that self-talk, right? But, you know, I had to realize, and and this was using strategies that I use, these are his choices, not mine. Exactly nothing i did made him make the decisions he made the decisions to go down this path and ice addiction is horrendous it's a horrendous drug and it's um you know killing a lot of young people and and destroying lives but his cho- choices got him to where he is and so as you become more resilient and you use these tools you can face adverse situations and still function at a high level because you understand what you need to do for you and so that that impacted me that was quite a significant event um that we now that we now deal with quite well and quite easily and i I can see him on um virtual calls without crying (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is a big thing Mm. yeah and many people might
0: ask themselves i thought we were talking about resilience as an entrepreneur what this story mm-hmm. got got to do with it? And but the true fact is that we as entrepreneurs are people. We are people, mm-hmm. and we have our personal struggles, and these personal struggles have an impact uh, on us as entrepreneurs. And if we don't know how to cope with all of this, mm. then the business might fall apart.
1: And, and mine was, and, and yeah. that's the whole, and that's the whole reason is that. I actually was at a point where I wasn't functioning and yet I'm the CEO. I'm the one who has to motivate my team. I'm the one who has to, you know, um, function day to day. And so, you know, people could be an entrepreneur and go through a divorce or a separation, you know, and that can be debilitating. So life events happen and you still have to function right so you know so when we talk about becoming more resilient it's it's really about going what do i need to do for me so that i can continue to do what i'm doing you know entrepreneurs don't get sick days yeah (laughs) no (laughs) they don't they they are not allowed
0: they are not allowed uh i uh, i used to say to to my tribe Uh, When they asked me, are we going to do the training today, the coaching session today? And I said, I'm going to miss a coaching session or a training session in case I'm going to a funeral, my own. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. I, I realized that somehow this was for me a badge of honor, and I didn't take care of myself. And as you told uh, a little bit earlier, it can it can have serious impact on our mental health, emotional, and on our on our physical body, of course, because we owe to ourselves to take mm. care of us on the first place. We have to mm. be. On the top of our priority list as entrepreneurs we often forget that
1: yeah if people only understood the simplicity of if you get a good night's sleep you are actually going to function at a higher level if you add to that and there's a lot of people that meditate and then there's people who go oh you know what is this Um, But if they just do the research and they actually look, but also give it a go. If you can't fit in a seven-minute meditation into your life, you really have to ask yourself what you're doing. Yeah. Because just being able to, like, I do not go to bed at night without meditating because that calms my brain and it allows me to sleep. Therefore, I become more creative.
0: Right, right. Donna. If you'd have only one minute to share a precious advice with someone about resilience, what would this be?
1: Uh, If I only had one minute. One minute. One minute.
0: For for the new generation, for the linksters, one minute. Fast (laughs) forward.
1: (laughs) All right. So one minute. Self-love. I am enough. I am good enough. Self-worth, I am worthy of everything that I desire in this life. Self-trust, I trust my decisions and don't need to seek that outside of myself. And self-belief, I can do this because I'm awesome. That's awesome.
0: That was really awesome. Under a minute, folks. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. A full, I might say, library of information That you can take with you today and apply it in your personal and professional life my guest today was donna mold founder of mantra training and development thank you donna for being here today and for sharing with our listeners so many precious information
1: thank you so much for having me
0: before we go i want you to remember that we're in the industry of building people and it's a proven fact that together we're stronger, so please share this with your friends so they can learn too. In this show called Choices 24-7, my guest and I share ideas about life and entrepreneurship so before you leave, remember to subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. I'm your host, Eva Bergman, And until next time, all the best. Bye-bye.